tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey everybody, this is Extant After Buzz TV. Welcome back. Uh, we will be doing episode 11, A Whole New World. Huh. Alright, you get it. Um, joining me today is Charlie Byrne. You got it. And it's actually... Is it a whole new world or just a new world? It's a new world. But that was close enough for <laughs> us to play it's a in whole my, new world. It's in my brain. <laughs> Um, thank you for that. Hey, I just got to get the facts. Hey, right, it's know? why I keep you here. You, you keep thank me honest. You. Thank you. I, th- that's what I do. Yeah. Yes, I, I do keep you honest. <laughs> let's get honest. All right. Um, so let's start off with general thoughts about the episode. Um, I, I want to kind of start at the end because that's such a crazy little scene that we were left with. Yeah. With the little alien body walking out. But right. Maybe we can just talk about that at the end and I mean, good. I mean begin I mean, with the you can give me your general thoughts okay general thoughts about this episode I think it's uh I mean it's it's definitely moving now yeah uh, we we've we've now seen the um being from afar mm-hmm. and I feel like seeing things in this <laughs> like took us forever to see the, the baby right. to know if that was a, a real thing and um just overall you're you're starting to see things recurring themes of family obviously yeah but then a new theme sort of emerges here and that's with yasumoto and it's just like seemingly just selfishness you know everybody else has like a family incentive like sparks Mm -hmm. molly but then there's yasumoto and it's just like i want to live it Uh, was crazy it was like I'm, i'm i wasn't afraid to die at all in in the you know the cave. the cave, yeah. But now he just wants to live. I don't understand it. Well, I mean, if you think about it, because they had the flashes of his wife and everything, so maybe in his mind, if he is able to uh, essentially bring her back through this offspring, then he's he's actually fighting for her, not just to live, but to live long enough to see her again. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you think those flashbacks to his wife are are not just memories of his like last normal day, but that he will see her again? Yeah. I think that's. Hmm. I think that's ultimately what he was getting at. Like, especially when he was talking to Molly, saying that like, what if you could live a life with Marcus again? Mm-hmm. And I see. I think that that is essentially his goal is to like upheave death, mm-hmm. um, which kind of gives everything this, or at least everything involving this offspring. The, an idea of it rewriting history, uh, and bringing back the dead, which has been kind of like a, one of the other of many biblical themes throughout the show. Yeah. Um, cause it's like a, it's like a rapture kind of thing. This, this, uh, child comes and changes everything. The dead will rise and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. No, very, very true. And even, um, the off the cuff comments 
from Yasumoto to John about, you know, Joseph had a small role in Jesus, but he still had a role. Right. So uh, a lot of different underlying things. And then the the architect of eternal life oh, yeah. is this alien. I think that's what I, I wrote that down because I thought it was kind of a cool yeah. way to say it. But uh, yeah, Yasumoto is really banking on that because that dude is running out of time. Oh, yeah. And um, his serum, it's almost gone. Were you surprised by that story? Um, I was, uh, I guess I was surprised. One, that like we actually got a backstory. Because um, yeah. I thought they were just going to leave him in mystery the whole time. Um, Could but, have been better that way. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But I found that this kind of was an interesting way to make his character a thing. Just because mm-hmm. like... Um, you put all the pieces together of, oh yeah, he's just like a super ancient old or older, uh, being than we thought he was. We thought he was uh, a vampire for a while. Yeah. I mean, he never goes outside. It's true. I mean, he still could be, that could be what all these aliens are. They're alien vampires mm-hmm. crossing genres, man. No, seriously. <laughs> I, I mean, we've already got robots and aliens, so yeah, why, why not? not? Just throw them in there. What uh, I find fascinating about them too, and sorry if I cut you off, oh no, but go ahead. you're in a mine, you're in a big hole and you see like this yellow goo and it seemed like he didn't even think much about it. It was just his first inclination was to stick his hand in it. Right. You know? um, Maybe a little I, far-fetched. A little bit, but again, if you're trapped in this, in a mine and yeah. Uh, you're basically resolved to die. Why not touch the goo? I mean, you know what? That's true. It's it, in fact, especially if it's glowing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's your only hope. It could either <clears throat> one, it could help you, mm-hmm. or two, it can injure pain faster. It's true. You know what? You have nothing to lose except your hand if it cuts your hand off <laughs> right then you just don't have a hand and you're it's like that scene in prometheus where the guy uh is like going to touch the snake and it like rip breaks his arm um, <laughs> talk about your all-time backfires right yeah this so, one didn't backfire though no it actually helped him uh, a lot i mean because uh, you find out that he's been uh since that moment around for another what 140 years yeah it's a uh, long time it's insane um, and he's still going pretty strong. I mean, he's he's running out of goo, but I mean, <laughs> excuse me. I love how Molly has him in that room and she's talking to him, and she sees like the most like non-human thing possible happen. Like his veins just glow green, and she's like, "You're dying, aren't you?" You know, it's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> You're not going to question why they're green, or right? Did she get the idea that? John holding that vial of whatever that that was somehow his magic serum. Um, I would assume so because she had um, like he had mentioned that he his, that Yasumoto's days were numbered. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you could assume that it was because of that vial was the only thing because he's visibly aging. Like every time you see him from beginning to end of the episode, his hair is getting oh gray, yeah, he's getting wrinkles and yeah, he's slowly and she thinks before he tells him her his whole backstory. Um, she thinks it's just like he's dying of an illness. Like he has, I don't know, um, something. Something, yeah. Ebola. We'll go with Ebola. Okay. Like he has Ebola. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it comes to light that he's dying because he's super old and his body can't keep up with the age. Yeah. The age. Yeah, the age. Yeah, in this in this um, first season, he's aged like a president. You know, his hair was super black and then it 
Uh, in that last scene when it was over the shot, I was like, whoa. <laughs> right. Dude's got some white hair. Yeah. Um, well, that that's interesting. What do you think about um, sort of John, uh, John taking that serum? Do you think he actually switched the serum? Um, I think he did because it was it was the smartest trump card to play. I mean, even if I mean, what else would he have done to substitute it? I mean, th- there's some really interesting mustards out there. Like oh, yeah? the kids are, you, you know, they they Dijon have meteor mustard. Yeah, it, precisely. You know, he probably <laughs> found that in Yasumo's kitchen. That dude's got a pretty awesome kitchen. That's I would true. have to imagine. And he probably just has vials hanging around because, you know, right. His serum's in it. What of course. if, you know. Why does he keep the used serum all the red ones? Um, I think that maybe whatever remnants that were left in them, he probably, I don't know, gives to the scientists to try to make this the synthetic serum. Because mm-hmm. um, we know that they are trying to recreate it. So mm-hmm. I assume he uses as much as he can and whatever's left, he kind of sends off. And it's also, he's a really nostalgic kind of character. Like, he keeps everything that he's ever come in contact with. Like, even the slab of... Uh, granite that he was keeping track of how long he was in the the mine for mm-hmm. he had that right above the serums oh so good eye good yeah. eye so i mean i think that it's it's within his nature to just collect things and and keep it for the sake of uh memories and plus if you're that old it kind of is a reminder of where you've been and where you're going that's true i am precisely 238 serums into this oh. deal you don't look a day over 208. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's the new face facial moisturizer I've oh, been sweet. using. It really it really assists with the serum. <laughs> um, uh, so we should, but, let's talk about um, Odin and Ethan. Oh, yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, we come, into the, uh, we come into the episode, and Odin takes Ethan back to his house. It's all super nonchalant, and he's just kind of playing around. They're uh, they're hanging out just like in the olden days. They're broing out totally. They're doing their thing. He's playing the cool babysitter sitter type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he starts seeding those 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 yeah. little bits of doubt again. A little sower of seeds. Yeah. of doubt. Um, Odin. He's really clever about it though, which is really awesome. Like I like that it it wasn't just him taking Ethan back to the house and being like, "All right, time to shut you down." It was yeah. like, "No, before I do that, I'm going to make sure that you hate your dad mm-hmm. um and that you are prone to rebel." Um which is I assume his ultimate goal. Like what do you think he and his followers, what do you think their intent is? Uh I mean I'm I'm having a hard because he himself is part you know his arm is part robotic or right. whatever, but I think he sees that these guys have so much potential and they obviously he put a detonator in him so right. he wants them to and I'm not really sure uh, why that's the case yet I feel like this week we got Yasumoto's backstory yeah I feel like we're gonna get more of Odin's backstory. And hopefully that will have an answer to it. I hope so. But um, just in general, that sort of fear of the unknown mm-hmm. um, I, would be my best guess. Right. Um, Ethan kind of creeps me out, to be quite honest. I can't <laughs> say I wouldn't be putting a detonator in him, too. Um, the way I, he killed those birds in the first couple episodes. Allegedly. He killed them. Allegedly. Adrian's not here. She would get super mad at me. Yeah. If I was here, I'll play her. Adrian. 
No, he didn't do it. He didn't uh, yes, kill those birds. Yes, Adrian, he killed um, the birds. No, uh, it was dead. There are a lot of birds uh, that have to mm-hmm. do with this alien. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed, but um, oh, that's every true, time the aliens are a thing, there are always birds. So they probably died on their own. Uh, Maybe you're right, so, Adrian. Yeah. Sure. Thanks. Okay. And see. And done. Yeah, <laughs> see, and I would have agreed with her because she also has a very forceful way of saying things <laughs> she's watching we're not just talking about her yeah she no. isn't here she's uh she's out sick for those <clears throat> who don't know which is all of you because you're not either one of us but she's out sick mm-hmm. and uh Manus also couldn't join us this evening uh so send your love uh and your well wishes and all that jazz yeah um so but, do you do you want to keep talking about odin and ethan did you um, like that subject or did you want to move on i love that um i just wanted to say that um that uh i nope i'm done i'm done with that subject forget it um okay well it actually i wanted to say one more thing on that so you have a detonator in ethan yeah then you make ethan not like his parents so he's gonna run away from his parents where are you gonna blow him up and why um i think that uh you if if i were orchestrating this plan yeah um i would make it so that he um Essentially, does it maybe in the lab or because rebelling? Oh, would, yeah, in Yasumoto's yeah. lab, right? And Yasumoto's girl, who I don't think Yasumoto knows, is hanging out with Odin mm-hmm. on the side. Could know when Ethan is in the lab. Exactly. That's um, getting into predictions territory. It is. We won't well, go there we're, yet. We're theorizing <laughs> ideas. You know, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying it could. <laughs> um, so I mean that's that's that, and we'll yeah. we'll go into predictions because I have assorted predictions for that one. Okay. Um, but okay. before we move on to the the big running through line of like Molly and Sparks and Kearns and stuff, we're mm-hmm. gonna take a minute to talk about iTunes. Um, guys, we love what you're doing. Uh, all the comments we read, each one of them. Uh, I will respond to them as much as I can. I love that you're tweeting us and giving us. Uh, you know, uh, five stars on iTunes, and we ask that you keep doing so. Uh, so go to iTunes if you haven't. Leave us a comment. Uh, slap us with five stars if you believe we're doing an amazing job. Um, if we're not... Uh, do then, it anyway. Yeah, do it anyway, really. Cool. I mean, what is it going to hurt? Yeah. Um, and if there's something that you think that we can improve upon, uh, just let us know, and we will work on it. Uh, we are a living, growing being, and we're always trying to improve. Um, and in that regard... Uh, I would also advise you, or and by advise, I mean, hey guys, we have a uh, <laughs> we have a survey. Like that segue, um, <laughs> that was nice. That was really good. Thank you. Uh, we have a survey on Podcast One. Uh, that's Podcast One P O P O D C A S T O N E dot com, um, and it's a way of uh, it'll only take I don't know three three minutes of your time. Uh, it'll help us know how we're doing and how uh, we can best improve to serve your needs. I mean, we're putting out uh, like 70 shows a week, and it's a lot of metrics to go through, and we'd like your feedback. Um, you mean a lot to us. That's why we're here. Uh, I mean, no one's forcing us. No one's putting a gun to our face to be here. We're here for you, and so we would just like a little bit of uh, your input and see how uh, we can do uh, our best. Um, yeah. Anything? What? No, whatever it is, give us your two cents. Yeah. We'll read it. 
It's kind of like uh, when you're in grade school and then your teacher hands out the survey at the end of the school year and they're like, don't worry, you don't need to write your name on it. We're not good. <laughs> this won't affect your grade. And you're like, great, this teacher sucked. Well, if that teacher just handed out those surveys in the middle of the year and had time to improve, yeah. that's kind of like what it is. Exactly. Um, so get those teacher evaluations ready <laughs> at, uh, yes. podcast1.com. Uh, and cool. So that's a thing. Uh, please go and please, uh, take the survey. Uh, and now time for Molly Kearns and Sparks. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay. All right. You sound like you really want to talk about this. Go for it. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, we come in, uh, and they're still in that cabin area. They are hanging over Krieger's body because he's dead. Yeah. Um, and, which well, is, I was not sad at all about that. Well, I don't think Molly was either. I don't, I don't think those tears were real. I don't think so either. It was Alligator I mean, tears. You get sad when you see a person die. <laughs> I don't think it was just like... Krager just tried to kill her like two episodes ago. Like, <laughs> sorry, Molly, I'm trapping you in this door. And then like two days later, she's crying because he got capped. Right. Um, so, well, but at the same time, uh, they had been through the same thing. It's like they were both in AA together, but it's like Aliens Anonymous. And then, you know, <laughs> your fellow AA buddy gets That's shot funny. in the face. Yeah, but after your fellow AA buddy locks you in the room with said alien, that would probably kill you. Hey, hey, I, hey. All I know is I wouldn't be crying. AA, Aliens Anonymous members aren't perfect. They go deep. Yeah. Right? They're flawed individuals, right. and they're just working to be better people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, we leave Krager, and Molly hits up Yasumoto and is like, hey, um, you should stand down if you don't... Uh, stop pursuing this baby, mm-hmm. then everyone is going to die. Uh, and Yasumoto does not heed her word and sends all of the troops after Sparks and her and Kearns. And what happens, Charlie? <clears throat> well, the alien's reach is uh, pretty extensive. Gets hold of, uh, you know, a fat trucker, a sniper, and the sniper goes to town on Yasumoto's men. Yasumoto knew it was going to happen. And then what I love when uh, they've got the radios on the other group of snipers who now have Molly and <clears throat> what's-his-face trapped. Mm-hmm. And Molly's like, you guys better let us go. My baby is going to kill you. And then they hear over the radio that he does, and they just abandon post. It's yeah. just kind of... it's. I mean, it's kind of comical. <laughs> it's a smart move. Like, you see all your friends dying, which is sad, but... I mean, you know, like, no one wants to die. And, like, yeah. even in the in the line of duty, which is... I don't even understand who these people are. They, they're like a private army for Yasumoto. They're like Black, Yasumoto's Blackwater. Right. Yeah, which, I think. I mean, at I, that point... I don't even know where the government is in all of this. <laughs> you know? Is yeah. there a president in this world? I would assume so. I feel like Yasumoto's the president and the king of the world. Right. In this world. I mean, he's been around long enough. He could have yes. uh, his claws into everything. Yeah. Isn't there an extensive Google thing here? Can't someone just Google Yasumoto and be like, dude's 140 years old. <laughs> right? What? There's all these I'm not working for him. him. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I don't... I don't that, that was confusing. Shockingly, I got us off uh, track. So where were we again? <laughs> um, oh, Sparks, Molly, yeah. and so, Kern. Yeah, so Sparks escapes. Uh, and... Oh, then uh, Kearns and Molly go on pursuit. Um, yeah. Mean... Oh, no, I, I just... So you have a bunch of, like, 
dead, um, heavily armed men around you. Yeah. You're pursuing somebody you know is also heavily armed and very willing to pull a gun on you. That being... Um, Sparks. Yeah, Sparks. Yeah. And you don't pick up any of the guns. I mean, they're walking into that diner unarmed and they don't know if right. Sparks is around the corner with his pistol. Um, yeah, it was a very, it was a poor uh, moment of judgment on their part, uh, especially for Kearns, because I would have imagined him being he's the next first to one go. to grab a gun. Yeah. But like, I don't think Molly is in that frame of mind, because it, for her, I think it's more like, if I grab a gun, like, it, does that mean I'm going to shoot my kid? True. Does that mean, like, so True. she's more about finding her child, which is why I like that conversation that she has with Kearns about um, the motivations behind the child and mm-hmm. what... Uh, what its ultimate goal is. I know I'm skipping ahead. Um, Let's talk about that because that was a key conversation. You know, why is Molly pursuing it? Is it that she just so much so wants to be a mother? Yeah. Or is it that the, uh, that the alien that needs her? Right. And I, I highly believe that it's just manipulating her. Like the, the, the line that he says where he's like, I mean, uh, is it really protecting you or uh is it does it just need you for a purpose and it's only keeping you alive for that for that reason you know right um which is a good point but she doesn't hear what he says at all she's just like no my baby my baby my baby and she's never going to see past that point mm-hmm. i mean and i was me and adrian were discussing this last week where it's like yes uh she lost a child and so having that on her on her conscience or in her heart is essentially clouding everything because for her it's her reclaiming this opportunity to mm-hmm. have this child that she once lost mm-hmm. but at the same time you have to realize that yes everyone around her keeps telling her that it's not her child it is an a foreign being that used her as a vessel she's mm-hmm. nothing more than like a cocoon <laughs> a cocoon a cocoon yeah. she she is a cocoon and the butterfly has Left the cocoon. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's very interesting You how you bring that up about, you know, when do people flip? Uh, because Sparks was being manipulated um, by the alien, but then all of a sudden he flipped. He no longer saw his little girl mm-hmm. in that one scene. And then his wife took him allegedly, and then we realized that that was one big evil ploy. But I thought that he was going to flip and people were just going to get on. The good side. Right. First him, then Molly. Probably not Yasumoto, but if, <laughs> as long as you have two of the three, I feel like it'll work. Right. But both of them are very heavy into their ways of dependency on what this foreign being gives them. Exactly. Um, yeah, that was a really big surprise. Like him just being left there. Like we know him to be kind of a flip flopper, but yeah, the first thought would have been like, you would never leave, uh, leave Katie after all that he's done. Like he's killed a bunch of people. He's fed it different people in in horrible horrible ways like there is no way that he would have uh, abandoned them uh or, or let them leave for that matter i mean what surprised me most is anya's um dedication to the cause yeah um, anya like drank the kool-aid in two seconds flat yeah she's like oh, i'm skeptical got a lot of memories i don't know if i should be here i don't know why i'm here oh hey there's my child who i haven't seen in this form even when she was still alive yeah sold hook line and sinker and the child's talking creepier than ethan too. right it's just like the fact yeah. that you can't look past that is i mean i guess i'll never know till an alien confronts me how hard self-delusion it is. is a powerful thing it is i feel like <laughs> that is an, an overall 
um, I guess theme, theme yeah. throughout this whole yeah. thing is everyone is deluding themselves in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Like Yasumoto, Sparks, Anya, Molly, everyone except for Kern, because he's the man. Kern, Kern, Kern is, yeah, he is kind of, he's interesting. <laughs> <sighs> um, I mean, he, if this were a insane comedy, then he would be the straight man. He'd be the <sighs> one being like, that's ridiculous, that's ridiculous. And we're all like, oh, we can relate, because we also think that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Um, so I, I like that aspect. Um, I don't know if he, if he died when Sparks was making his escape, but. Yeah, it's tough to say in these troubled times. I guess we'll have to wait till next week to know for sure. Yeah. But it, it looked like it could have just been a flesh wound. That's true. We can hope for the most. Yeah. You know, he just got knocked out a little bit. It's just a little blood. And it's still good. It's still He'll good. get up again. Yeah. Nobody can ever keep him down. <laughs> um, and so let's, uh, let's kind of get to the, 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 the crux of the episode in, in which all parties meet. So we get, um, we get Molly bringing in Yasumoto with the hopes of having the child. Uh, she has sparks and she uses him to lure Yasumoto in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got, uh, John using the vial to essentially as a playing card to make sure no one dies. They get Yasumoto in that uh, interrogation chamber and he tells us his backstory, all that stuff. And then you find out that Sparks has done, done the deed. Uh, so what was the deed, sir? Well, Sparks somehow tricked him into thinking that he was not leading the, you know, leading with his wife and his daughter anymore Mm. in the alien but he was indeed and then he was saying molly but what have you done after molly accused him of doing something and she's like oh my gosh did i do something all of a sudden we see the spaceship coming back to or the space station coming back toward wherever it's going it's on a a meeting course with a french uh, station which delivers um, the Aruna. The Aruna. Sparks. Sparks' daughter is mm-hmm. there. I'm thinking it's an alien of it's some sort. Gotta be. Come yeah, on. Yeah, it's gotta be. Okay, I you're mean, right. Now look at me. I'm getting delusional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm starting yourself. to believe it. Yeah, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, uh, so yeah, probably an alien. Yeah. And then probably punching that assumption in the face is the fact that the next scene we see Anya uh, dead ish yeah and the little creepy alien running through like the football gate is what it looks like (laughs) i like that he was just kind of sauntering he's just like i did my mission i'll see you guys later very not imposing either it looks (laughs) like a little squirrely thing right um which and all last week i was yelling show me the alien and it's just uh it was just like an outline and i was like all right i can deal with that (laughs) um so I mean, and that was that was a good that was a great way of bringing everything together. It had, a, it yeah. had been a lot of scattered pieces up until now. Right. You finally get Yasumoto's history. You finally get uh, a view of the alien. You finally know what its intent is mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. You know that it wants to bring back whatever was lost on the Aruna. Mm-hmm. You know, and so uh, I'm I'm excited for whatever comes next. Yeah, speaking of what comes next. Predictions. Uh, I think we'll go there. And now, you're after <clears throat> I like the light effect with these predictions. Yeah, right? It really gets me in the mood to say some <laughs> predictions. Well, 
Uh, you want me to go off. first? Yeah. Okay. Yo, since <laughs> you're in the mood. In the mood. Uh, so anyway, I think that there are going to be um, three things going on. First of all, I'm still holding on to this aliens versus machines thing. Mm-hmm. And I think um, the Odin-Ethan deal is going to come to a head in the next uh two episodes i think we'll have another one where it's kind of like oh we don't know um and sort of at the worst time when you have the aliens getting together with the alien on earth and whatever the remnant is in space when they get together Mm -hmm. i think you'll have a resurgence of wait we need the ethans of the world to combat the aliens that's really the crux of my prediction all right how that happens i don't really know um, and I also, I had one other thing that I was going to say. I promise it was amazing. Um, oh no. Uh, Yasumoto, mm-hmm. I think he's done. Yeah. I think, cause he's, he's done his duty. He's been, you know. Yeah. The alien's out. That was his fault. Now he can just. He can just wither away. He can and, wither away. Yeah. yeah. So I think he'll die. Okay. Unfortunately. Rest in peace. <laughs> well, I mean, <clears throat> he's, I agree. Like, he's definitely served his purpose. Like, before he was the big bad, and now yeah. we have this new... Uh, a new big bad. A new big bad. Mm-hmm. And so he's essentially fulfilled his purpose in giving us backstory, giving us a new direction, and uh, essentially telling us what we needed to know in order to move on and combat this alien threat. Right. Um, which is cool. Back, uh, piggybacking off of your aliens versus Ethan yeah, theory, yeah. um, I'm gonna assume that uh, it'll be this kind of like Ethan is gonna sacrifice himself for everyone by using the bomb that's inside of him. Oh, to destroy why him. didn't I think of that? Um, because that's why you keep me around is oh, to yes. elaborate on Good your call. theories. Good call. Um, because sacrifice is one of the most human things that you could do. Oh, genius! Yeah. Oh, that's good. So that yeah. is that is the high point of my prediction. Wow. Yeah. I, I really admire your prediction. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. It only exists because you do, sir. Hey. It's symbiosis? Yeah, symbiosis. 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 <laughs> symbiosis. That's how, that's how seriously you should take anything I say. I just call it symbiosis. <laughs> Um, okay, um, cool. I like that. Awesome. Mm. Uh, so thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, that has been Extant Episode 11, A New World. Uh, Charlie, tell us where people can find you. Yeah, well, you can find me on Twitter at, at Charlie Barons or Instagram also at Charlie Barons because I'm just so creative. And where can we find you? Awesome. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Uh, you can also find me on Sundays on the Sword Art Online panel and on Wednesdays on the Doctor Who Classics panel. Uh, awesome. So thanks for joining us and have a wonderful day, night, uh, whenever you're watching this or <laughs> listening. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 